The music teacher says it was consensual sex. His former students say it was rape. He had sex with me once in the classroom, um, in a closet. Something happened to me, too. I thought he was our little predator. Why wasn't he stopped? These women seek answers and justice. I'm Julie Ireton, host of a new podcast, The Band Teacher. It's available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Just that somebody could be this diabolical. This is a CBC Podcast. Let me tell you something. Um, I love maps. I love uh, standing in front of maps, old maps, antique maps, maps that are hand-drawn, maps that allow you to explore the world through a piece of paper or maybe an image on the screen. And it's strange to admit, but I spend a lot of time kind of just like staring at those maps and burrowing into the world that is presented in front of me. Since the rise of the smartphone, many of us now take easy access to maps for granted, but not Anton Thomas. Anton Thomas has been fascinated with maps since he was a little kid growing up in New Zealand. His latest map is a little different than the one on your phone. It's actually a lot different than the one on your phone. It is a hand-drawn map of the entire world. There are no political borders, but there are 1,642 animals. It took Anton three years to draw this map. He joins us now from Melbourne, Australia. Anton, hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm well. I'm really excited to talk to you because I think this work is, is fascinating and brilliant. Can you describe this map, you call it Wild World. Describe what it looks like. Yeah, so this is a world map of nature, more or less. So it's a physical world map with no uh, international borders, no cities, really very little sign of humanity at all. Um, but it's absolutely loaded with uh, species of animals all across every different habitat that you could imagine from deserts to the bottom of the ocean. And it's just sort of exploding with life, really, like you, our planet is. When you say absolutely loaded, I mean, if you look at the big, big image of it, there are the continents, but it really is just filled with, with images of animals. Well, that's right. And you, like, if you take the ocean, for example, which in a lot of maps is usually a kind of an empty void. Uh, in my case, I've filled it with just hundreds of different sea creatures. And I thought before drawing, oh, surely I would run out of species across the Southern Ocean or the vast South Pacific. But no, there was just always more to choose from. Um, so I like to show just how brimming with life this planet is. Why did you do this? Why did you create a map of the whole world and these species in it and draw it by hand? <laughs> Well, it's sometimes uh, a bit of a mystery to the artist why they create the things that they do. And it's something that I'm still figuring out now because it took me three years. I'm just now processing it. But I have always imagined something like this since I was a child. I grew up in the South Island of New Zealand, which is a very beautiful landscape and a place where your uh, the, the, the grandeur of nature is constantly impressed upon you. So I always kind of saw maps as ways to understand the context that I was living in. And I would imagine what it was like when there were no cities, when before any humans showed up in Aotearoa and it was just these huge flightless birds and snow-capped mountains. And But the thing is, a lot of the world is still wild. And amidst all of the problems we have, uh, all of the uh, ecological crisis that we're dealing with, um, it's easy to forget that actually very large swaths of this planet are still 
uh, wild and there's much to still be hopeful for and to protect. So I think that's a big part of why I drew this map. I, I understood that and wanted to share that to give people something hopeful, something uh, optimistic, a celebration of nature. And this is all done by hand. 100% by hand. Yep. Color pencil with a uh, fine liner pen for the little labels. Can you explain how you did this on your website? There's an image of just a giant blank sheet of paper and there's a little bit of North America tucked in one corner, but the rest of the world is not there. How did you go about creating this? Well, it's, it's an important question because it's really critical to me that it's still an accurate map. I still drew this to be a really great physical world map that you can have on your wall and um, learn about physical geography across the planet. So in order to do that, I first chose my world map projection. In this case, it's Natural Earth, uh, which is a really lovely projection. It doesn't exaggerate those high latitudes too much, but still gives you some great shapes of continents. And I printed out the base map to the size I wanted to draw, stapled that behind my art paper, and then used a light pad, which is a tracing tool, in order to get all of my coastlines and river systems perfectly accurate. Mm. And once they were traced in, the magic could begin. And I started up in Alaska with a, with a grizzly bear across Denali and then down into BC uh, with a spirit bear and, and the coast mountains. And I thought it would take me six months. And next thing you know, three years had passed working full time on this map. Is there a part of you that, I mean, as you're two and a half years into this or two years into this, you're thinking, <laughs> sorry, what have I done? What, why am I doing this? Because you still have a lot of the world to finish, but you're, there are already sunk costs, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the sunk cost thing is is an interesting point because <laughs> you, you, you get to a point, it's like, well, I can't really go back now, can I? And it certainly did derange my life in certain ways. Derange. Like it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you because you become kind of captive to this creative odyssey and like that's a beautiful experience to have. It's not something everybody gets to enjoy in their life. So I'm deeply grateful for that. But it does come with some sacrifice. You know, look, a, a deep creative project is kind of like therapy. Mm. It, it pulls you apart and puts you back together and you're not the same when it ends. And I kind of feel like I just traveled around the, the, the planet and I'm, I'm back and, and this is what I've made. And I'm trying to understand it just as much as anybody else, because it really is an extraordinarily detailed piece of artwork. You look at all the animals and they're flying and swimming and wandering, uh, and it looks very natural, but every single animal had a whole lot of research behind it in order to make this an accurate educational map. So 40% of this was the labor was just research to make this all happen. Because these are all animals that, that exist in time. Yes. Well, the criteria for the animals, are, there's, there's three basic rules. Uh, they're wild animals, so no domesticated creatures, no, no uh, French bulldogs. <laughs> um, they're all um, native animals, all indigenous, so no introduced species. And they're all extant, which means no extinct animals. And that last rule is particularly important. Now, I wanted to put a Tasmanian tiger and, or a dodo or even some dinosaurs, but the thing is, this is a snapshot of the planet as it is today. It's mm -hmm. a contemporary map. It's, it's species that are still with us as of 2023. And I thought that was very important, once again, to remind people like, hey, okay, this might feel like an idealistic vision of the planet, but there's nothing here that isn't there. This is our world. Cherish it. I ask you that in part because this isn't the only map that you've ever created. You created a map of North America as well. Um, and one of the things that people have pointed out on that map is that in California, there is an image of a Sasquatch. 
<laughs> now, as far yeah. as I know, I mean, <laughs> prove me wrong, but I, I haven't seen the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch may not exist, although some people believe that it exists. Why did you put the Sasquatch there? Well, uh, I should say I'm not personally like a Bigfoot guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've got nothing against having that conversation. And I've traveled North America widely and had many um, Sasquatch conversations. I find cryptids very interesting. I think they are a part of our culture that's just fascinating because it speaks to kind of our hopes for our sort of desire for, for mystery. So, okay, Sasquatch maybe isn't technically real, but Sasquatch is real in the hearts and minds and in the culture, just as maybe there weren't actually aliens in Roswell, New Mexico, but <laughs> because of the mythology now, there's UFOs all over the place mm. there uh, in the forms of <laughs> buildings and signs and, and and there's also lake monsters and everything across that map. Mm. And I should just should circle back for a second. So before Wild World, yeah. I spent five years drawing a map called North America Portrait of a Continent. And now I had a day job at the time, which is why it took so long. But it's another extremely detailed map covered in hundreds of city skylines. And it includes all of Canada. So this is the map you're talking about with Sasquatch. Yeah. There was really no rules there. I could just draw whatever I wanted. But that map and my career generally kind of germinated in Canada. So it's very special for me to be speaking to you, Matt, because uh, in 2012, I was 22 and I moved from New Zealand and I was just living on a working holiday visa in Canada, working as a cook, turfing lawns and, and I, all kinds of crazy jobs. I was in Vancouver and Montreal. But as I traveled around, I was so inspired by the geography of North America that this childhood love of maps I had got kind of reignited and it all came to a head when I was living in Montreal and in our share house, we had this uh, rusty old fridge that we'd found on the side of the road, uh, which we were using as our fridge. And my housemate, Douglas, he painted it with fresh white house paint and said, Hey man, I've noticed you sketching maps. Could you draw me a map on there before you go? And so I s said, okay. And I started drawing this map on this fridge and, uh, Montreal and started with Vancouver's skyline with the Lionsgate Bridge and okay I did Vancouver's skyline now we need to do Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and next thing you know it had been six weeks in front of the fridge but that was what really got all of this kicking off. It all started in Montreal. It, I mean you know it started in childhood yes but mm -hmm. my career as an adult really it started there on a refrigerator in Little Italy Montreal. Just before I let you go how do you want people's view of the world to change. That's the thing with maps. And one of the reasons why I love them, I spend a lot of time looking at them because I see the world differently. And I see, looking at your maps, I see things differently the more that I look at it. How do you want people's view of the world to change when they immerse themselves in this piece of art? Well, fundamentally, to me, when I was a little kid, I, I loved looking at maps because they told me that the world I was living in was far more amazing and fantastical and full of adventure and uh, mythos than any fantasy world conjured up by great authors or anything in a video game, mm. you know, Tolkien or, or George R. R. Martin could not create a world as amazing as the one we have. And so I think fundamentally what I'm trying to do creating maps like wild world or North America is to show that the world around us is incredible. It's fascinating. So whatever you do, don't be bored because my God, there's a lot out there to see. So I just want to inspire people to, 
to be more interested in their surroundings because we really do have something special here. I think it's brilliant. Um, I'm really glad to talk to you about it. Congratulations on this. I don't know what you do after this, having drawn the entire world. Um, <laughs> but whatever you do, we'll look forward to it. Anton, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Matt. Lovely to speak to you. Anton Thomas is an artist and cartographer. He was in Melbourne, Australia. If you want to see his hand-drawn map of the world and those 1,600-plus creatures on said map, you can go to our website, cbc.ca slash the current. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.